In sports betting, the holy grail for any gambler is the big parlay. It's the quickest way to make a ton of money, and that is what we're going to do here every single week. I'm Chris Horwoodell, and this is my quest for unimaginable riches through impractical odds. Welcome to In Pursuit of a Parlay. Hey everybody, it's Chris and welcome to this week's episode. Super excited about this one. There is a gigantic game kicking off in uh, just a couple of days. Super Bowl 56 Sunday, 6.30 at uh, at SoFi Stadium in California. This is going to be an incredible one, much like last week. Uh, we're still kind of figuring stuff out. As you see, we are uh, a little more a little more involved on Twitch and YouTube this week. We've uh, upped the game a little bit. We're gonna to continue to see that progression as we move forward. But uh, for now, I'm just really excited to get the opportunity to talk about some of this stuff. Um, you know, chat with anybody who happens to find us. Well, we're gonna we're gonna figure all that out as we go. So let's start with the the biggest game of the week, no question about it, the Super Bowl. And this this game is really interesting because uh, we'll pull we'll pull these lines over here to go to the Super Bowl. Really interesting. Because we see this this four and a half line, we've got Rams minus Rams minus four. Pardon me. That's where it opened, and that that's fascinating to me. You don't see that very often. Opened Rams minus four, and we're still sitting there. You know, ten days later, that over under has dropped a little bit. I think it opened at fifty, has dropped to forty eight and a half. So uh, so Vegas uh, sees not uh, not a ton of scoring going on in this game, but. This is a really exciting one. Let's let's start with the Rams. 12 and 5 this season. They win the NFC West. Um, started off really really well, 7 and 1, and then they had a little bit of a rough patch, but figured things out late. And you know that that is the most important thing at the end of the day. The Bengals were AFC North champions to the surprise of a lot of people. 10 and 7 on the season. They're that that team of destiny, right? I just. It feels like it feels like this is the end. It's not a Disney movie. This isn't uh, this isn't the Mighty Ducks. This isn't Remember the Titans. You don't always uh, don't always get the W at the end. Um, isn't Friday Night Lights? That was another absolutely ridiculous one. But neither here nor there. I think the biggest issue with all of this is the fact and why I lean towards the Rams at minus four. It's just. That Bengals offensive line, it terrifies me, and I, I think it should probably terrify everybody here. Uh, a lot of a lot of interesting facts. Now, it is also worth pointing out that uh, that the a lot of money here is is going towards the Rams. They have have seen more money on them than the Bengals. And the reason I think that four stayed has stayed where it is, the media's obsession with Joe Burrow. I really think it's playing a huge part. And uh, it's it's leading the casual fan who is more inclined to to wager on the Super Bowl than any other game more towards you know putting some money on it and putting some money on the Bengals maybe even hitting that Bengals money line altogether because if you see oh if it's if it's only four why not just win outright but that Bengals offensive line is terrifying man it's absolutely terrifying they're not very good they were 30th in the NFL in pass block win rates. Uh, 25 or worse in pass block win, win rates at every single position uh, across the offensive line, tight end, and running back. They can't stop the pass rush. There's nothing they can do about it. Meanwhile, the Rams were first in pass rush win rate uh, in terms of their defense. This is why Aaron Donald is sitting plus 1,000 right now. I think he has the fourth best odds to win MVP. 
not where I'm gonna go, as we'll see in just a little bit. But, you know, it is an interesting wager, right? Aaron Donald led the NFL in, uh, in pressures this year with 127. That includes the postseason. Uh, also interesting that we have to talk about that receiver matchup. You have Cooper Cup, who was so unbelievable throughout the entire season uh, against rookie phenom Jamar Chase. They were number one and two in receiving in the NFL this season. That's that's how good Chase was uh, as a rookie. Coop, uh, Coop Cup led everybody in the NFL with 145 catches with 1,947 yards, 16 touchdowns, set a, uh, you know, there's a handful of single season records which are in reach for him right now and uh, that he could potentially add on to the Super Bowl. Uh, maybe that's a little bit of a teaser where I think this is going to go. Also worth pointing out, this is only the second Super Bowl, um, the last one being in 2008, where both of the teams were in the bottom 10 in rushing yards. Um, so I just it's, it's hard to think that there's going to be a ton of rushing. While Joe Mixon individually was third in the NFL in rushing yards with 1,205 yards, there's just, they don't get anything else. They don't get anything from Smosh P. Ryan. They're not getting anything from Joe Burrow. I think Burrow's over under on uh, on total yards rushing is like two and a half, but I don't have that in front of me. So the question is, can Jalen Ramsey shut down Jamar Chase? And I do think, I think he's going to shadow him. Uh, the most he's ever shadowed anyone this year was uh, Mike Evans in the divisional rounds, 69% of the time. They really had nobody else uh, to worry about on that Buccaneers wide receiver core, though. So I think it's probably going to be closer to, you know, 55 to 60% of the time he's shadowing Chase. But that should be the Rams' plan to neutralize Chase going into the year, which does present opportunities for guys like T. Higgins, for Tyler Boyd, and, uh, and the like. So we're going to make the first of our eight bets here today. And I feel comfortable with it. I really do. We're gonna take we're gonna take the Rams minus four. Um, I, it just it feels right. It feels like like I said, this uh, Bengals team was a team of destiny. And destiny ends here. Destiny ends in the face of this unbelievable defense with with Von Miller, with Jalen Ramsey, with Aaron Donald, and the like. They just haven't seen anything like this so far, and uh, I think it's gonna be a struggle. I we have to remember last year, everybody thought. That Bucks team, uh, you know, they had a chance. They were going to put up a ton of points, and they were they were really neutralized by. Uh, sorry, the Chiefs team were really neutralized by the Bucks because the Chiefs couldn't block anybody. Both of their starting offensive tackles were out for that game, and uh, Mahomes played one of the the worst games uh, of his professional career. Just did not look good. Did not look comfortable. He was also playing injured, but never had a chance to get back, get comfortable, and throw the ball. I think we're going to see similar things with Joe Burrow this week, uh, as much fun as that story has been. Now, I am uh, I am but one man. If you, uh, I saw the story today that, that the, the famous gambler Jim Mattress Mac McInvale may have said that wrong. Uh, he placed a $5 million bet on the Cincinnati Bengals. To, to beat the Rams, and I think that's a that's gonna pay out a plus 170 on the money line. You know, it's uh, you, you can't you can't win big without swinging big, right? So we go over to our next our next bet here, and uh, I sort of alluded to this. I do like the Super Bowl MVP odds. Cooper Cup is just he's sitting right there at plus 600 at Bovada. Hard hard to not like these. Now, we do know that when uh, when Super Bowl MVPs are announced, they do tend to be quarterbacks, right? We've, we've seen Tom Brady was last year, Patrick Mahomes the year before. 
We had a receiver in Edelman prior to that. Then quarterback, quarterback, linebacker, quarterback, linebacker, quarterback, 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 uh, wide receiver, quarterback, quarterback. Quarterbacks tend to be the uh, the MVPs if their teams win. The thing I think works in Cup's favor here is Odell Beckham Jr., who he's gonna take gonna take uh, touches away from Cup. He's gonna take yards away from Cup. Has the potential to hit on a couple of splash plays himself. Coming off what his first hundred yard game in uh, in quite some time last week. So I love the odds for Cooper Cup plus 600 as the MVP of the Super Bowl. And uh, that plus 600 is also going to be very good to us when we for this parlay because we're not last week we were working with a lot of negative numbers. We were we're forcing stuff. We were, we were brute forcing uh, favorites. This week we've got that plus 600 to build on. That is going to help really really quick. We're going to move over to the NBA at this point, and our final six picks are going to be from there because, you know, you get in trouble stacking parlays from the Super Bowl as much as I would like to. The first game we're going to look at is the Charlotte Hornets-Detroit Pistons game. The uh, The Hornets have, man, they have not been good lately. They've lost their last six, um, including a, a loss to the Bulls, the Raptors, the Heat, the Cavs, the Celtics. Now, they do make a trade, Probably going to be a good trade for them. Give them a little front court scoring. They get uh, Montrezl Harrell from the Wizards for Vernon Carey Jr. and Ish Smith. The, the Wizards love Ish Smith. Uh, it, there's something about that guy. If you have him once, it seems like teams want to reacquire him. There must be value uh, that we're not seeing as the backup point guard. But hey, uh, it is what it is. And it was an interesting move. That, now, Harrell probably not going to play tonight would be my guess. Also, uh, James Booknight is day-to-day. Cody Martin's out. Jalen McDaniels is out. Um, Harrell is listed as day-to-day, but got to assume no. Gordon Hayward's out for the for the Hornets. And you think, oh, that's a lot of pieces missing from a team that's lost six in a row. That's a, that's a fair assessment. But we get to the Pistons, and you've got you know a couple of guys who don't matter too much in, in Jamarco Pickett and Isaiah Livers out but then you have uh, newly acquired Marvin Bagley who came over in that fairly complicated four-team deal yesterday as well as uh, rookie of the year favorite Cade Cunningham and this team is entirely different without Cade Cunningham in the lineup for the NBA we're just we're gonna go straight money line picks here just picking winners and uh, you know ESPN has a 55.4% of the uh, the matchup predictor going towards Charlotte. I agree with that. You see something like that, you take it. We're gonna take the Charlotte Hornets minus 290. And uh, I do, I, I, feel, I feel pretty uh, pretty good about that. We may have to rejigger things here at the end because of uh, the the props not showing up, but that is all right. Uh, we'll, just, we'll just restart it right here like I uh, do it like I did last time. We're gonna start a little refresh, a little, and again, we are we're live on Twitch, live on YouTube at this point. Um, Super Bowl specials, excuse me. Start off with Cooper Cup once again, plus 600 at Bavada. We're gonna head over to the Super Bowl. We're gonna take the Rams minus four at plus 110 or minus 110, excuse me. Hop over to basketball. Ignore all this uh, this Euro League shenanigans. And we're going to get to, uh, we're going to take the Charlotte Hornets money line at minus 290 at Bavada. And there we go. Now our parlay is showing up after three bets. We're sitting plus 2434. So already, a, you know, a 3x multiple of where we were last year, just 
just like I said, brute forcing winners. And uh, not that there's anything wrong with making seven times, uh, seven times your, your money, which uh, we did last week, but we're gonna see substantially bigger payouts this week. So let's jump to our next game, and that is going to be the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Indiana Pacers. This is interesting, right? Uh, this, this Pacers team looks different than they did before. They make a gigantic deal this week where they send, you know, I would say franchise cornerstone. I think that's probably fair. Demonis Sabonis to the Sacramento Kings for a package that includes Tyrese Halliburton. It was a uh, the Pacers sent uh, Sabonis, Jeremy Lamb, and Justin Holiday and a 2023 second round pick for Halliburton. Sharpshooting guard Buddy Heald and uh, center Tristan Thompson, who is a likely buyout candidate, uh, if uh, if what we're hearing is correct at this point. So this uh, this opens. The Cavaliers are a minus seven, uh, or get you know minus seven in the opening line here. ESPN loves Cleveland, 62.6% going there. The Cavs have been good. They've won four of their last five, 34 and 21, first place in the Central Division. And uh, Darius Garland comes back the other night against the Spurs. They have, uh, it's a 13 point win. Garland has 27. Guy's an all-star. Also worth pointing out, last week we talked about how LaMelo wasn't an all-star. He has been named uh, as an all-star replacement. So all's right in the world. I just, I don't see how this Pacers team, even even with Halliburton, is going to be able to compete. They have lost four of their last five, including a, a couple of bad ones, a 21-point loss to the Hawks a couple of days ago. They also, uh, they also get uh, Jalen Smith from the uh, Suns for Torrey Craig, another move that they made, Jalen uh, and Lance Stevenson signed for the remainder of the season. As I said last week, Absolutely love the Cavs here. This Cleveland team, does, or this uh, indie team, doesn't really want to win. They're in the market for a high draft pick. Uh, you know, like a Chet Ingram or a Paolo Bancaro would look really good in this roster. Moving forward, so uh, we're going to take advantage of that. We're going to take we're going to take the Cavs money line minus three ten. And again, now look at look at these numbers. Look at these numbers jumping up way better than where we were last week and, and wait till you see where we're going to get in some of these future weeks you know we're going to we're talking about 20 bucks to win 250k it's life-changing money no question about it um by the way loved the apropos of nothing loved the sabonis trade for uh, for the kings it's you know he's probably the best player that De'Aaron fox has gotten to play with at this point gives him a low post presence a calming presence which that king's team really needed you know i uh I made it a point last week that I didn't want to pick 76ers games because it just it adds to the frustration if they lose. But this week against the Oklahoma City Thunder feels like a safe bet. Uh, you know we're not gonna we're not gonna get a ton here. The 76ers open minus 12, and the the money line play is gonna be minus 900. But it has value to the parlay, so we're going to include it. Um, ESPN has the Sixers uh, winning this game 84.6% of the time, so. Like those odds, again, Oklahoma City, like uh, the Pacers, is a team who's not really trying to win this year. The Thunder are 17-37, and 37, fifth in the Northwest, really like I said, one of the worst teams in basketball, lost three of their last five, uh, the only, uh, including, I guess, uh, their, one of their wins being over a very, very short-handed Trailblazers team who made a uh, fascinating move of their own this week. But we're not uh, going to talk about that. Hopping over to the 76ers, 32-22, first place. 
in the uh, Atlantic Division, and uh, boy, oh boy, oh boy, did they make the, the trade to the deadline, whether you not, uh, whether you side with the value of giving everything up for James Harden, they get uh, James Harden and Paul Millsap from the, uh, from the Brooklyn Nets, for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, a 2022 first round pick, which the Nets have the ability to defer until next season, and I believe a 2027 first round pick that is top eight protected, uh, would again be top eight protected in 28, and then it becomes two second round picks in 2029. But Harden will not be in the lineup tonight. Uh, Tyrese Maxey's also day-to-day. Shake, Ma- uh, Shake Milton is out. None of that's going to matter against the Thunder, unless for some reason they decide to rest Embiid, but it doesn't seem like it's going in that direction. We are you know, feeling confident with this uh, 76ers money line, minus 900 and seems like very little risk to add it to our parlay here and uh like i said minus 900 if you're looking at this it takes our it takes our parlay so far five picks from you know with plus 5000 all the way up to plus 9300 at this point so big numbers big numbers big numbers um our next game we're going to look at this uh San Antonio Spurs Atlanta Hawks game and pull stuff up I'm gonna. I originally was gonna include Celtics Nuggets. I don't feel good about it. I don't feel good about it. Um, I Celtics the favorites. They're you know Celtics minus six, minus two thirty money line. I feel like the Nuggets might win this game. And while I like the uh, the opportunity to add more plus money at minus one ninety to this parlay, which would help, don't feel good enough about it to uh, to include it. Celtics made a couple of really interesting trades as much as it pains me to say that. They get Derek White, a super underrated guard from the Spurs for Josh Richardson, Romeo Langford, a 2022 first round pick, top four protected, and uh, swap rights on a 2028 first round pick. They also reacquired Daniel Tice uh, from the Houston Rockets in exchange for basically nothing. They give up uh, Dennis Schroeder, who uh, didn't fit there. They give up uh, Ennis Freedom, who is going to be a buyout guy, and they give up uh, Bruno Fernando. Getting getting Tice back, I can't understate this. The attitude he brings, the toughness he brings, gigantic move for the Celtics, and uh, and getting Derek White also. They The Celtics got better at the trade deadline. No question about that. Like I said, we're going to jump to this Spurs-Hawks game now. Uh, so third, 37% versus 63% of ESPN. 63% believe the Hawks are going to win. I also side with that, which is why I am headed in this direction. The Spurs 20 and 35, good for fourth place in the Southwest Division. They get, you know, they get a couple of guards. They get Josh Richardson. They get Romeo Langford. It's a team of guards. Keldon, uh, you know, Keldon Johnson and Devin Vassell and, and the like. The Josh Primo, the first round pick this year. Don't really understand what they're doing. Um, not to mention, you know, first time I'll start DeJounte Murray, obviously. Don't really understand what they're doing there. I, I know this is a move for a draft pick and maybe an attempt to balance out the roster a little bit. Fair enough, but I, I wouldn't have given up Derek White for that little. The, uh, the Hawks, meanwhile, 26 and 28, third in the Southwest Division. They have, uh, they've lost three of their last five, so not playing extraordinary basketball lately. But, you know, they, they do have a big win over a shorthanded Pacers team a couple of days ago. Trey Young goes for 34. This just, it feels like Hawks all the way. You never really want to bet against the Popovich team, right? But it feels right. It feels like we're going to take this Hawks money line minus 360. And now, again, 
Look at those numbers rise. This parlay right here, $100, now wins $20,000. And you know, there's, there's not a lot of risk on this. You can also mitigate the risk a little bit in a, in a number of ways that we can talk about, but there's not a lot of risk in this right now. Uh, I, this looks good. This looks real good. The uh, the last NBA game we're going to talk about, just because we want to hit, we want guarantees here. That's the goal. We're going to jump down to the Orlando Magic Utah Jazz game. ESPN has the Jazz winning this 88.1% of the time. It's actually our biggest lock of the week. And uh, for good reason. The Magic are 13 and 43. They're in last place in the, the Southeast Division. They've lost three of their last five. They Their win was against the Trailblazers team post McCollum with basically nobody on it. They're just not very good. And the Utah Jazz are really hitting on all cylinders. Uh, won four of their last five. Big wins over the Warriors, over the Knicks, over the Nuggets. 34 and 21. First place in the Northwest Division. Absolutely, absolutely destroyed the Warriors the other night uh, in a 1 11 to 85 win. They hold Seth Curry to 16 points. Clay Thompson doesn't play, granted, but they hold they hold uh, Seth to 16. They hold uh, All-Star Andrew Wiggins to uh, 13 points on 5 and 11 shooting. This is this is a lock. There's just there's no way around this. We're gonna take the Jazz money line again, like the Sixers. Minus a thousand isn't great unless it is the seventh leg of an eight-leg parlay. That twenty thousand right now, when we add this basically guaranteed win is going to almost double our our payout here all the way up to 37,797. And you know, we wouldn't let's do that again. We've got one more. We're gonna hop down to college basketball and I wanna just I wanna go with the the lock here. The absolute lock. Biggest line uh, you have that Ryder St. Peter's game with Ryder plus eight. You have uh, Wisconsin Milwaukee Wright State with well, Wisconsin Milwaukee plus eight. Iona Siena with uh, Siena plus nine. We're gonna go to we're gonna go to Nevada versus Utah State, and uh, we're gonna take that Utah State money line plus seven or minus seven hundred, excuse me, and it's gonna be our eighth pick for this week. With that, we get all the way up to look look at these numbers. $100 on this eight pick parlay that does include the Super Bowl and counts on Cooper Cup, $100 is going to win you $78,422. And look, if you don't want to spend, you don't want to spend 100 bucks, put 10 bucks in there, you win $7,200, almost $7,300. Come on, what are we talking about here? It's free money. That's going to be it for this week's episode of In Pursuit of a Parlay. I have been Chris Horwardell. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed this, make sure you subscribe. Make sure uh, you rate the podcast, you review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, and you follow us on Twitter at The Underdog Pods, me on Twitter at Chris Horwardell, all of that good stuff. Once again, thank you oh so much for listening, and we will see you back here next week.